Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. And shout out to Rodney Sierra, who uh, unfortunately could not be with us tonight, but we always thinking of you, brother. We love you. Hopefully, you'll be back on the show soon. That being said, though, we are going to move on to week seven predict. Uh, I'm sorry, week eight predictions. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about week seven and the review. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Thursday nighter again. Another game, another Thursday nighter that's just just blew up. Now this game wasn't as high scoring as some of the other ones were, unfortunately. But this game definitely had a couple of good stories in it, um, a couple of good highlights. But the uh, the Cleveland Browns did beat the Denver Broncos seventeen to fourteen. A uh, very good game, um, a very good back and forth game. Teddy Bridgewater for the Broncos had 187 yards and two touchdowns, but he did have that interception. The running game, eh, running game didn't really do so hot. Running game, they only did they only ran 41 yards total, and that was between Williams, Gordon, and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Cortland Sutton and Noah Font uh, both with five receptions. Um, uh, Cortland Sutton 68 uh, 68 yards. Um, and then uh, uh, Javante Williams, even though he didn't have a good running game, he had six receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon also had a receiving touchdown as well in that game. Um, and uh, but when you bump over to Cleveland, Cleveland Case now now Baker Mayfield did not play in this game, um, and uh, Case Keenum did fill in, which he did an admirable job, 199 yards and a touchdown. Um, I got to talk about this kid, man, D. Ernest Johnson. 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Like this kid literally came out of nowhere. He 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 was he was he did play in the AAF uh, for a little while before that uh, before that league closed down. And now you got to think, how much scarier is the Cleveland Cavaliers running game going to be now? Because you got Nick. Because you got hold Nick Chubb. Time out, I'm, not time out, time I'm sorry, out. Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why did I say Cleveland Boy, Cavaliers? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't I got, know, but I, I got three different tabs up on the screen right now. I'm also looking at NBA scores also at the same time. I apologize. Yeah. Cleveland Browns. How dangerous now is the Cleveland Browns running game now? They have a Kareem Hunt, they have Nick Chubb, and now the, out of nowhere, this Dearness Johnson kid. Did you happen to check any of them highlights? Uh yeah, I so Again, I thought this was a pretty good game. Uh, I, I was surprised that Baker didn't play, um, right. but I was I was happy to see Case uh, get some playing time. I've always liked Case Keenum, um, yeah, and everything. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, we talked about it last week when we were making the predictions. Like, uh, pretty much, uh, Cleveland's whole roster was either questionable or on IR, and. Right. Uh, you know, we said eh, possibly that the uh, the questionables are probably going to play. Some of them did, some of them didn't, as we see. Uh, but this kid just came out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, so why isn't he a starter somewhere else? Like, I, I'm glad he's getting play time, but he could be a starter on a different team. Right now, he's playing third string to uh, Kareem Hunt and um, Nick Chubb. Right, and but 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 in a way, it's kind of a good thing because then you could swap them out if the if the if it's necessary. I mean, and who knows? It could be just a one game thing with him. But right. that one game, I mean, I mean, it was a it was a breakout performance. But let's see, it's it's one of those let's wait and see what happens kind of thing because you don't want to like okay, 
we're going to implement you a little bit more into the offense. Now, I definitely think that he he definitely needs to be um, up there in terms of, you know, um, it's, it's a debut to remember, I can tell you that much, because with 146 yards, he had the most rushing yards by an undrafted player in their first game since Willie Parker did it for the for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers back in Week One of the of the of the 2005 season. And Willie Parker ran for 161. Right. You know. So, I mean, he he just beasted that game yesterday. You know. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is 0 and 4 with five interceptions since Week Four. By the way, so that's something that's you know, hindering him in a, in, a, in a sense. So they need to figure out what it is about Teddy Bridgewater right now. That's, you know, cause it's, it, it, it's one of those things, man. You, you don't like, we, you understand that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the future, but you need to make sure that he is the right now. And you need to make sure that he can, you know, not, not, I won't say rest on his laurels, but you need to make sure that he needs to make the plays that count when they're supposed to happen. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. And Denver, you know, Denver tried to make that comeback in the fourth quarter. Um, but unfortunately it was, you know, too little too late and Cleveland was able to hold. Uh, my, uh you know, Miles Garrett had a, you know, Miles Garrett has nine sacks through through the team's first seven games. You know. So I mean that's third in his career all time, you know. So, you know, he I mean he and he had a damn good game in this one too. So But that being said, we're going to move on from that game on Thursday night to a game that we all got wrong. And if you were to poll, if you was to poll America, I guarantee you everyone outside of New York would say that, oh, yeah, Carolina's definitely got this game in the bag. Oh, how we are mistaken. I cannot believe this. Ladies and gentlemen, 25 to 3, the New York Giants defeat the Carolina Panthers. Before I even get to the statistics, Bubba, what were you thinking when you seen that on the on the on the uh, on the bottom line? How did you feel? What the hell happened? Right. That I mean, that's I was I I didn't watch the game. Uh, right. I, I I was actually uh, watching the uh, Formula One uh, Coda uh, Circuit of the Americas race there in Austin. Right. And. Uh, so I was watching that and I was like uh kind of checking my phone for updates on what you know scores were happening and everything and like I seen the final score and I was like I don't know what the hell happened here like did you think your phone glitched or something like oh man they must have like maybe maybe they meant Carolina 25 New York 3 or something like I literally thought some pixels on my screen went out and restarted my phone right? and was like, okay, uh, like where did Carolina go and where did this New York team come from? Right. And, and, and just to hit you guys with the stats, Sam Darnold went 111 yards in an interception. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, again, one of the best names in the NFL right now, only ran for 28 yards this whole game. Um, you know, Royce Freeman only had 18. P.J. Walker actually came in the game for a little bit. But man, P.J. Walker was 3 for 14, man, 33 yards. Like, ugh. Yeah. He's, not he's good not for the XFL. Good. Not not good for the former XFL MVP. I don't give a – I don't care if the season stopped. He was the MVP of the season. Do yep. not judge me. Um, you know, but but D.J. Moore was good. He got his number six receptions for 73 yards. Um, 
But man, that defense just, you know. And yeah, Brian Brian Burns had a, had a sack, and Derek Brown had a sack. But well, I mean, you didn't really do much of anything after that. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. The Giants, though. I mean, Daniel Jones, you know, 203 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devonte Booker, 51 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, you know, so you know, no, um, Evan Evan Ingram, six receptions, uh, 44 yards. Dante Pettis out of nowhere, five receptions, 39 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, Darius Slayton, five receptions, 63 yards. Uh, James Bradbury with another interception. James Bradbury's really been, you know, trying his best to stick that. You know, Jabril Peppers had a sack. De- Dexter Lawrence had a sack. Aziz Kazawi, Kazawi, Kajawi. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I cannot pronounce some of these names sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Please forgive me. Aziz. I'm just gonna call him Aziz. Two and a half sacks on the game and three tackles for a loss. Like, I mean, he was just going off. And not to mention Leonard Williams also had a sack and a half in this game as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I'll ask this question. Never mind the fact that the New York Giants won this game. What the hell has ha- has happened to the Carolina Panthers? That's that's the thing. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like they through the first few games, they looked good. We were like, oh man, you know, the Jets made a bad decision with getting rid of Sam Darnold. Right and now, you're like, did did they really? Like, <laughs> right? You're you're just kind of like, hmm. You know, did they really make a bad decision or or no? Right, because we always assumed that it was the team and not the quarterback, and now we're kind of looking at it going, eh, I mean, because you guys were kicking ass first three games, and I don't know if it was the loss to Dallas, but since they lost to Dallas, when, when Sam Darnold threw those two picks to uh, Trayvon Diggs, this team has not looked the same, dude. It, they look like they've been defeated ever since that loss. Uh, yeah, they, they've clearly looked like they've taken about five steps backwards. And it, it, it's, 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 it's not even comical, man. It's just sad in a sense, man. It's like, come on, you guys are supposed to be in contention for the NFC cha- or for the NFC uh, South championship or the, a- yeah, the NFC South, you know, contention, you know, you were, you were getting up there and you were just supposed to be the dark horse. And it looks like the horse then fell off, you know, the, left the wagon behind and just kept on running. But right. But nevertheless, we're going to move on from that game to another game that kind of warms my heart a little bit. <laughs> the new England Patriots and the New York Jets, the New England Patriots, and I cannot emphasize this enough, and I mean this with the utmost respect to the franchise. No, I don't. The New England Patriots beat the dog shit out of the New. I'm sorry. Yeah, the New England Patriots beat the dog shit out of the New York Jets, fifty-four to thirteen. I had to take a double take. I'm like, no, that's that's not that's not the score that they really talk. No, that 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 that's no way. That's not it. Yeah, that happened. Before we get into the stats, what did you think about the uh, what did you think about the uh, the score? Uh, you know, I'm happy for uh, Mac Jones. He's he's really lighting it up there in New England, and and proving why 
all he's he's proven all the naysayers wrong and why Bill Belichick picked him to be the starter over Cam Newton. Uh, and right. that's no disrespect to Cam Newton, but clearly Mac Jones fits that system that that right. Bill Belichick New England Patriots system much better than Cam Newton did. Of course, of course. Now, now I will say Zach Wilson got hurt in this game. He, uh, I think they said he had a knee injury uh, at some point. But, you know, at that point, I mean, he was, I mean, 6 for 10 for 51 yards. And then uh, Mike White came in. I almost said White Mike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to you, White Mike. Um, but, no, uh, Mike White came in and kind of took over 202 yards and, and a touchdown. But he did have, but he did throw two interceptions. Um of course, Michael Carter. Michael Carter tried his best out there, man. Eleven carries for thirty-seven yards. Uh, also, uh, eight receptions for sixty-seven yards. Uh, Corey Davis with a touchdown, four receptions, forty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Um, Elijah Moore only had only carried the ball once, but it was a nineteen-yarder to the house for a touchdown. Um, Michael Carter also, unfortunately, lost a fumble as well in this game. Um, I mean, my God, Ashton Davis was the only good player on that defense that day well him and Marcus May uh both of them had 12 total tackles but man the Patriots got Mac Jones 307 yards and two touchdowns I guess Bill Belichick was like you know what I'm just gonna save you hey Brian Hoyer get in there for a little while you know because Brian Hoyer came in through for 79 yards as well Kendrick and Kendrick Bourne with the you know with the with the fake out pass and then Kendrick Bourne threw it over the top 25 yards for a touchdown um and uh, but man, the rushing game. Damian Harris ran all over this team, man. 106 yards and two touchdowns. JJ Taylor, 21 yards and two and, and two touchdowns. Um, Brandon Bolin, um, 79 yards and two and a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar, uh, who the one who had 51 yards and a touchdown, who made the catch that was thrown by Kendrick Bourne. Um, yeah, just incredible. And then CJ Jackson had an interception. Tyler Duggar had an interception. Tyler Duggar also had eight uh, total tackles in the game. You know, just really, really stepping it up. Um, this is this was a shellacking, dude. Like, there's no other easy, nice way to say it. This game was just a beat down. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just good lord, it was terrible. I'm glad. I'm actually glad that I didn't swing over to the, like I was looking at it. And it, I'll put it to you this way: when I looked at the score, um, where was it? Let me go back and look real quick. Like when when I looked at the score and it was like it was like thirty one to seven, I was like, "All right, I'm done. I don't need to watch anything." Else. Almost as if like, okay, like, did you really need to score like like more points than what you I mean? It was it was like, oh, you know what? We know the Jets suck. We're just gonna just pulverize them and just make them miserable. You know what I mean? Like, like you didn't have to do them like that. But it kind of warms my heart because, like I always say every week, fuck the Jets. Moving on to the next game, though. This is a game that I thought was going to be a lot closer than what it was. This game, they, I, I, I don't think that it's, I think it's an anomaly. But the Tennessee Titans, man, blew the doors off of the Kansas City Chiefs. 27 to 3. Pat Mahomes the, the, with this. Uh, I, I, here's the thing. I don't think it's an anomaly. Um, so, Kansas City's defense is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, 
But at the same time, man, we can't forgive Patrick Mahomes for making these these cartoon bunny throws. Right. Uh right. like in in some situations he goes out and it's like, oh man, this dude is lighting up. And then other other times he looks like last year or yeah, last year's Jameis Winston, uh, or two years ago Jameis Winston, uh, making these terrible, terrible throws. Like right. we we just not gonna look past that no at all. Two hundred and six yards and an interception, no touchdowns. Dude, Chad Henney? He Chad Henney still playing? Yes. Really? Wow. Okay. He threw for um eighty two yards in this game as well. I don't know if Patrick I don't know if Pat went down with an injury, if they just pulled him. I don't know what the situation was. But um but yeah, I mean, and their rushing attack was horrible too. Uh Kansas City only run ran for seventy seven yards total between Mahomes, Williams, Hill, and Henney. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, seven receptions, 65 yards, Tyree kill six receptions, 49 yards. Um, Byron Pringle with, 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 he was the lead receiver with 73 yards. Um, now Pat Mahomes and Miko Harmon both lost fumbles in this game. Um, you know, Willie Gay Jr. Did try to make up for it with, you know, with, uh, the interception and stuff. Uh, Nick Bolton was probably the one on the defense that really did try 15 total tackles and four tackles for a loss. Um, and, here's the weird thing. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs by 24 points, keeping Derrick Henry under 100 yards. Derrick Henry only oh. ran. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, but but Derrick Henry also had uh, some, <laughs> he had one thing that Patrick Mahomes did not have in this game. And that was a touchdown pass. That is a touchdown pass, exactly. Um, now Ryan Tannehill did throw two seventy and a touchdown, but he did throw that interception. Um, and I mean, my God, man, Derrick Henry twenty nine yards, twenty nine carries, which I think was maybe maybe ten or ten ten or eleven carries, way too many. Um, but because he only got eighty six yards total, uh, Ryan Tannehill actually ran in a t- ran in one of the touchdowns. Um, AJ Brown. If you had AJ Brown, your fantasy team this week, you hit, you know, you, you hit, you hit the jackpot. Eight receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Pruitt also had a touchdown, 27 yards rushing. Julio, um, 38 yards uh, receiving. Um, and Derrick Henry with that five-yard pass over the top. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I showed you the uh, the meme earlier this week. Uh, somebody's like Derrick Henry won't get the MVP because it's a quarterback's award, and then just shows him throwing the ball over the top. I was like, yes, 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 indeed. Um, now, uh, yeah, and also Rashawn Evans with the interception as well. Um, yeah, man, the Tennessee Titans are playing good, man. They're playing better. Now, let me ask this question. I want to get your opinion about this. Did okay. the did the Titans win this game? Or did Kansas City let this game go? No, the Titans won this game. Okay. okay. Yeah, no. From from beginning to end, the Titans won this game. Period. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm kind of, I mean, because, yeah, Kansas City, I mean, if if, if I would have told, if, if somebody told us that the Kansas City Chiefs at this point in the season would be three and four, would we would we believe them? No, I wouldn't believe them. I wouldn't I believe mean, them either. Just, just going off of what they've done for the past couple of seasons, I'd be like, no, nah, there's no way. Right. I mean, yes, we know every team 
takes a regression uh, here and there, but no, I wouldn't have thought in, that there was any way that uh, they would be they would have a losing record by week seven. No, I I, didn't, I wouldn't think so either. Um, that being said, though, we're going to move on to the very next game: the Green Bay Packers and the Washington Football Team. Packers came away with the victory, twenty-four to ten. Almost like another day in the office uh, for the Packers. Uh, but you know, but we'll, we'll kick it off with Washington first. Taylor Heineke had a decent game, you know, 200, 268 yards and a touchdown, but he did throw the interception. Tyler Heineke was also the leading rusher with ninety-five yards rushing. Um, and 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 uh, Antonio Gibson had the fifty-one yards on top of that. DeAndre Carter had twenty-seven. DJ uh, McKissick had twenty-two. Um, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin seven receptions, one hundred and twenty-two yards and a touchdown. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones six with six uh, receptions for fifty-one yards. Adam Humphreys three for thirty-six. Um, you know, Heineke did lose a fumble in that game, so that did cost them. You know, not by how much, but I mean, it, it cost them in the end. Um. Now, the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things, 274 yards, three touchdowns. Not a whole lot of good rushing in this game um, for, for me. Washington did definitely win the battle uh, with 195 yards rushing. Green Bay only rushed uh, 57 yards total. But, um, I clicked the wrong button. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, but uh, Devontae Adams, uh, six receptions, 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Taylor Tanyan. Uh, 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Alan Lazard, 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, a, a Mercedes Lewis sighting, you know, 31, uh, three, three receptions, 31 yards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, A.J. Dillon, you know, fumbled twice, lost one of those. Uh, uh, Shannon Sullivan, Sullivan with, with an interception. Uh, Devondre Campbell all over the place, 13 uh, total tackles in this game. Are we? Are we? Were we kind of counting out the Green Bay Packers at at some point? I mean, because I didn't really. I figured after that first game, like, oh, this is going to be a bad season for the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers just don't give a shit, you know. And not to say that I don't think he still does. I mean, I don't know if he gives a shit anymore or not. But man, they have definitely played a way better version of football than they did Week One against the Saints. Oh, yeah, I think that week one was kind of Aaron Rodgers saying, this is what this team is without me. Right. And when I'm on the field, and then he comes back week two, and he says, okay, this is what this team looks like when I'm on the field. You know, and that was kind of a shot to the the Green Bay front office saying, hey, look, this is what's going to happen when I'm gone and I'm probably gone after this season. So, right. Right. You know, do you think, do you think he'll retire? Or do you think he'll go to another team? I, I don't think he's going to retire. I think he'll go to another team. I think he still wants to play football. I just don't think he's happy with the culture that has become green Bay right now. Right. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, he kind of, he kind of is the culture in a sense that you know the whole team is has been uh, is around him and and has been around here for been around him for 16 years. So, yeah, I mean, he is the team is centered around Aaron Rodgers and the way he plays the game. And the problem is is that the the, the organization 
failed to realize, hey, this is our guy. This is the guy that we need to we need to put. You know, instead of drafting a, a, a wide out that can help him, or de- or offensive lineman that can protect him, or some defensive players that can help him, you know, on the opposite side of the field, you moved up and you drafted Jordan Love. Now, that's a smack in the face from the simple standpoint. Like, okay, I get that you need depth in the depth chart. Like, I understand that. But you didn't draft Jordan Love to back Aaron Rodgers. You drafted Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. At least that's what Aaron Rodgers' mindset was at the time. You see what I'm right. saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, for me, and I've, I've said it before, like, I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan in terms of, like, personality-wise because, you know, he, he is kind of a – you know, if you ask anybody who knows him, I don't know him, know him personally. So, I mean, this is my opinion. People say like, "Oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is a diva. He's a dick. You know, he's you know he's not a people person." I'm like, okay, but what does he do on the field? When he's on the field, you can't tell me that he's not the best quarterback on the field almost every week. I mean, dude can, as far as just pure accuracy throwing the football, he he's up there among the best. You know, um, yeah, I can give you that. You know, and. If you ha- if he has the right pieces around him, you know who's to say which. Right now, it seems like he does have the right pieces around him. I mean, right, they're six and one right now, and we'll see what happens. You know, definitely, I will get. We will get back to Green Bay here in just a moment when we, when we do Week uh, Eight predictions because that that's do Thursday night could be game of the week. We won't even have to watch anything Sunday, but we'll we'll continue. The next game I want to talk about, and oh, this one broke my damn heart, man. Broke my damn heart. The Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins. Atlanta pulls out the game-winning field goal at the end to defeat the Miami Dolphins 30-28. to uh, Young Hoku. Young Hoku. Man, that dude, I, seriously, that kid is insane. Like, he... Just out of nowhere. Now I will give credit to my I will give credit to my Dolphins in this respect. They came back from twenty seven down and made a game of it, and then scored right there. You know, Tua hitting uh, Hollins right there toward the end, and then Young Hoku with that thirty six yard field goal to win it. Man, that was man. All right, but let's get into it. Okay, the Falcons. You know, three hundred you know and thirty six yards passing by Matt Ryan with two touchdowns and an interception. Cordero Patterson with 60 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, Kyle Pitts, my God, seven receptions, 163 yards. I mean, dude just beasted all over the field. Calvin Ridley had his numbers, four receptions, only 26 yards rushing. I'm sorry, 26 yards receiving, but he did have a touchdown. Russell Cage, 67 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, Matt Ryan did lose a fumble, so there you go. There's that. But um, Foy Olicum. And uh, Jalen Hawkins both had interceptions in this game. Um, Deion Jones, 15, ta- 15 total tackles in a sack. You know, really, you know, bringing it for, for the Atlanta defense. Tua, I got to be honest, man. I was happy to see Tua back in the lineup. 291 yards, four touchdowns probably. I think that's the most touchdowns he's thrown in, the, in, in, an, in an NFL game. Uh, but he did, like I said before, he did have them two interceptions. I think the two interceptions is probably what bit him in the ass ultimately in the end. Uh, yeah, Miles, so. Miles Gaskin ran for 67 yards, two over 29. Uh, Ahmed and Brown, man, they combined for 36 yards and 10, 10 attempts total. Like, guys, y'all got to make the best of the plays that you have, you know. 
Uh, Mike Jacecki, seven, you know, seven receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle, seven receptions, 83 yards, no touchdown, unfortunately. But, you know, and then Isaiah Ford with a touchdown, Miles Gaskin with a touchdown, Mac Hollins with a touchdown, you know, like, I mean, really, you know, doing the best they can. Xavier Howard got, got, got a pick. Um, uh, Eric Rowe was the leading tackler on the defense with nine total. Um, yeah, so this game, I can, I mean, I can make the case even in a losing effort, the Dolphins did look good, but one and six, man, you know, like you beat the Patriots opening week and then it's just been downhill ever since. It's like, man, I still don't think the Dolphins have fully recovered from that beat down Buffalo put on them in week two. Like Nobody I still don't think that, from that, bro. Like, but anyway, how are you? How, how how did you feel about this game? Uh, man, I was I was shocked and, and and surprised all at the same time, and I know those are two very similar feelings. But I, I was just like, man, the the Dolphins like for that first half, three quarters or so. You know, it was like, man, the Dolphins are tanking right now. They're they're looking for you know uh, a, a, an early pick uh, of some sort. Don't know where you know where they would go. I don't think they are going to draft a quarterback. But it's it's one of those like you know I, I felt like they were taking and then like they make that run that that comeback and you're like okay. This is what the Dolphins should look like, and, right. and then and then Young Hoku Young Hoku comes in and he's like, "No, that shit ain't happening on my watch." Right, nah, man. I mean, it's clutch, as far as clutch kicking goes, man. I mean, Young Hoku's been in a lot of clutch situations at such a young age. Um, I mean, just doing it up big. I mean, he had, um, and I know it's weird. It's like, man, are y'all really talking about a kicker? Yes, we're really talking about a kicker because if a kicker's good, a kicker's good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We we would we would talk about Adam Vinatieri. We'd talk about Justin Tucker. We talk about all of them if they're good. Um, you know, Young Hoku was three for three of the day with 36 yards for the long, and he got all of his all he all of his extra points. So, you know, he he, he did his thing. The, you know, the Falcons only punted three times in this game, three times, um, and that was it. Um, you know, and all, I also. Um, Dolphins punt. So, so very, very few punts in this game, you know. So, I guess field position wasn't an issue, I guess. Um, right. So, that being said, we are going to move on to the next game, a game that I actually watched with my son. Um, because, like what I told you guys last week, my son, uh, has stuck, stuck his claim. He's a Baltimore Ravens fan. He said he likes the Ravens. He wants to be a Ravens fan. I'm like, all right, cool. He, you could be a Ravens fan. Yeah. It, it, at least. For now, <laughs> at least for now, right? You know, I mean, hell, but he he told me a month ago he was going to be a Ravens fan. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, um, he did good at practice tonight, by the way. My, my son plays football, uh, for a little league team here in Fort Oglethorpe. So yeah, he so he's so he, he did a good job uh, today. Um, they play let, 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 let him play a little bit running back tonight. So okay, we'll see where that goes. Anyway, the Cincinnati Bengals though beat the shit out of the Ravens, man, forty-one to seventeen. Now that I was not expecting from the standpoint that it was 13 to 10 going into the half. And then all of a sudden Baltimore scores and then 28 unanswered points by the Cincinnati Bengals. This is like, the second week. Hold on. This is ahead. the second week in a row 
that Joe Burrow was benched. Not because he was playing bad, but because the game was completely out of hand for the Bengals. Like they were you know, they were that much of the lead that they're like, all right, Joe, come over here. This spot right here on this bench, we need you to warm it uh till next week. That's right. your spot from now on. <laughs> you know? Right. Which they didn't even I mean I mean, all right, let's just get to the stats, man. Let's let, let me start with the Raven stats first. Now, Lamar Jackson, you know, was five of thirty-one. That's less than fifty percent. Two hundred and fifty-seven yards and a touchdown. Okay, so no interceptions, no big deal. But Lamar ran for eighty-eight yards rushing. Man, he was your lead rusher. The next rusher after him was Devontae Freeman with fourteen yards rushing. Now, Devontae did get a touchdown, so I will give I will give him that. Um, you know, uh, Tyson Williams couldn't get anything going with ten with ten yards rushing. Le'Veon Bell five yards. There you go. Uh, you know, and Hollywood, I'll tell you what this meant. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown only had five receptions, but he was thrown to like 14 times. Right. Like, damn, like nine times you could have made a play and it didn't, but no, he had 80 yards, but man, that catch in the, that catch in the back of the end zone, that was probably one of the best plays that, that, that him and Lamar Jackson have made together. Um, cause that was a beautifully, beautifully time executed play. Um, you know, and also uh, Rashad Bateman with uh, three receptions and 80 yards. Uh, Mark Andrews didn't really have that big of a game compared to the previous weeks. You know, he only had three receptions for 48 yards. Excuse me. Um, you know, and Marlon Humphreys did have the interception, so he, they, they did come through with that. He was also one of their lead tacklers with seven total tackles. Um, and but, but let's get to the Bengals, though, man. Godly. Joe Burrow. 416 yards and three touchdowns. The only, like I said before, Marlon Humphreys was, you know, picked him off. But man, and Joe Mick, bruh, Joe Mixon, 59 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Samar, uh, Samar J, Samar J, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Um, I, I, Perrine, I think so. Samar J Perrine, 52 yards and a touchdown. Dude, Jamar Chase, bruh. Eight receptions, two hundred and one yards, and a touchdown. Dude, you think this kid's making a case for rookie of the year? Because I really, really, really think he's making a case for rookie of the year right now. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely making a case for rookie of the year. Like, yeah. And shout out I, to C- and, and CJ CJ Huzma too, man. Uh, uh, Ninety one yards and, and two touchdowns on this night, or this day rather. You know, right. And, uh, uh, go ahead. I, I was sitting here thinking, like, what other, um, mm, what other rookies are, like, doing it big, like, like Chase? I mean, Trevor Lawrence isn't really doing anything. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Panay Sue's a lineman. They don't get no love. Uh, I mean, Jalen Waddle's doing okay, but not. I mean, he's playing in Miami right now. Uh, Devontae Smith, former Heisman Trophy winner, he's not really getting his numbers in Philly. I mean, if you really think about it, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that's more deserving of the Offensive Rookie of the Year right now than Jamar Chase. He has been amazing. Yeah. Like, amazing. Like, I'm just going to hit you guys with just his career stats for this year. I know it's his rookie year, but this is his stats so far after seven games. 
35, 35 receptions, 754 receiving yards, six touchdowns. As a rookie, his longest, he's averaging 21.5 yards a catch. Averaging 20, 21.5 yards a catch. Yeah, that's... Bruh. As a rookie, as a like, I can see this from a top top receiver. Like, dude, I'm gonna tell you now. And with the way Cincinnati, Cincinnati sitting at five and two, again, if I told you the Cincinnati Bengals would be at five and two, would you believe me? Uh, no, uh, no. I, I I would I, I could see them being, you know, pretty close. But but not that I I just don't maybe like three and four four and three something like that yeah you know close to five hundred but but not five and two you no. know did not expect that at all that game was I wasn't expecting that I honestly thought that game was going to be closer than what it was yeah speaking of speaking of games that were actually closer than I thought they were going to be the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions I think you guys kind of already know where this is going. The Los Angeles Rams did defeat the Detroit Lions. Poor Detroit, man. 28 to 19. Um my, my God, man. This whew, man. Jared Goff with 268 yards and a touchdown. Uh Jamal Williams ran for 57 yards. Uh DeAndre Swift ran for 48. Uh now Khalif uh, Raymond did have a good game. Six receptions, 115 yards. Uh DeAndre Swift also pitched in with eight receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, but that that I mean that that's that's it pretty much as far as like big highlights and statistics go. You look at the Rams and Matthew Stafford just went crazy on his former team, 334 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh now Daryl Henderson only had 45 yards rushing. Sony Michelle only had four yards total. Like, what? Man, what right. happened to Sony Michelle? It's like once he left New England, it was like, eh, you know. Uh, Cooper Cup, bro, again, if you had Cooper Cup on your fantasy team this week, you, bro, 10 receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Bro, I mean, Cooper Cup, dude, I'm telling you, he's one of those, Cooper Cup's one of those guys where it's like, man, he, he, he tricky. He's slippery. Like, 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 he's one of those that, I mean, this is his fourth 100-yard re- receiving game this year already. His fourth. You know, he had 108 against the Bears. He had 163 against the Colts, 130 last week against the Giants, and now uh, 156 this week against the Lions. So Cooper Cup is definitely trying to make the case that, you know, he belongs in the conversation of, you know, of elites right now. Um which, I mean, as long as you got somebody good like Matthew Stafford throwing you the ball, I think, you know, you're going to be okay. Uh, but, you know, Robert Woods also had six receptions for 70 yards. Uh, Van Jefferson with a, a touchdown and 43 yards. Jalen Ramsey and Nick Scott both had interceptions in this game. Um, yeah, so th- it was pretty much – it was a game that I thought was going to be closer. That I thought it was going to be more of a, of a blowout than what it was, but they kept it close. Um, they kept it close. It was within nine, so, I mean, it was pr- it's pretty close. Um, so how were you feeling about this one in particular? I, I was surprised that it was as close as it was. Uh, but I think that's kind of, it, it, it's one of those new, like, I guess you would call it a new age rivalry because, uh, it was 
Detroit versus the Rams. The narrative was Jared Goff versus um, Sam Bradford. Matthew uh, Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Why, there you go. Why do I keep saying Sam Bradford? <laughs> I always call him. Have you noticed? I always call him Sam Bradford for some reason. Yeah. Were, were they in the same draft class? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Uh, Matter of fact, no, 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 because they were both number one overall picks. They couldn't have been in the same draft class. That's right. That's right. But, um, you know, and it was the the narrative of the the, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford versus his former team, and Jared Goff versus his former team. So, so they did play closely, like it was a a, a rivalry game, right? Um, so, but I, I was really shocked that. It was as close as it was, especially with how bad uh, Detroit has been playing lately. Right. Uh, th- the reason why you probably always think Sam Bradford was because Matthew Stafford was a, was the number one overall pick in the in the 2009 draft. Sam Bradford was the number one overall pick in the 2010 draft. So his draft was he was number one pick after Matthew Stafford was. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably that's probably why you got uh, you always mix them up. Um, well, and plus the fact that um, Sam Bradford was synonymous with being with the Rams because that's the team that drafted him. So, that's true. Is Sam yeah. Bradford still in the league? Um, I, you know what? I let, let's let's uh, there you go. Sam Bradford, quarterback, backup somewhere maybe. No. No, it, it shows that he is out of the game. It says that Bradford signed with the Arizona Cardinals in 2018 and started three games, but was replaced by rookie Josh Rosen and eventually released. Uh, Yeah, it says here that Sam Bradford has not played since 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Has not played since 2018. It says that, okay, he got engaged and blah, 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 blah. In 2016, he's married, blah, blah, blah. They have a Sam Bradford day in Oklahoma City. He had one of the greatest Oklahoma quarterbacks of all time. Yada, yada, yada. National champion. Yay, yay, yay. But he was offensive rookie of the year, so there you go. Anyway, but on to the next one. Um, We're going to talk about this next game. Uh, Again, a game that really this one could have went either way, I think. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Raiders won 33-22. Um, cause you know, cause Philly started off, you know, hot with, got, got that touchdown. And then the second and third quarter, it was all Las Vegas. Um, you know, they scored 30 unanswered, um, before, you know, the game finally, uh, ended. Uh, but yeah, man, 30 unanswered. And then they finally, they finally got a touchdown, uh, towards the uh, third quarter. I mean, it was I me. Mean, Jalen hurts, you know, two thirty six. Uh, with two touchdowns, um, Jalen Hurts also ran for 61 yards rushing. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, I mean, they, neither one of them, you know, 30 yards and 24 yards. Early, but Boston Scott did have the touchdown, um, did have the rushing touchdown. Dallas Goddard, only 70 yards rushing. Devontae Smith, five receptions, 61 yards. Did Has not lived up to the Heisman Trophy um, person that they said he was supposed to be. Um, but then again, his, he's still young in his career, so he's got time to develop and learn. Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell both lost fumbles in this game. Um, Avante Maddox did have an interception in this game, um, and Alex Singleton was the lead tackler at nine total tackles. Um, and then you go to the Raiders. 
Um, almost similar in numbers. Uh, I'm sorry, Derek Carr, 323 with two touchdowns, but he had that interception. Uh, Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs both had touchdowns in this game, and they combined for 98 yards total in this. Um, Foster uh, Maru, almost that is how it's pronounced. It looks French. Six receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Also, uh, Brian Edwards with 43 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Hunter Renfro, seven receptions with 58 yards. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, came they definitely came to play uh, in this game today. This game was one of those games that, like I said before, it could have went either way. Um, and then Vegas, like what I said a minute ago, I mean, 30 unanswered points. Like, how do you account for, for that? You know what I mean? No, that's it, it's absolutely insane. First of all, like, how do you let someone score? I mean, we'll talk about a, a worse beating here in a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, how, how do you, you you are a professional football team? How do you just let somebody score at will like that? Yeah, that's it. It meant. It's so crazy to me because, like, we've seen a lot of blowouts within the past two. If you if you if you go if you just go back to week six, just week six, you had, you know, Kansas City winning by you know so many points. You know, you had the Rams beat the Giants by a bunch, the Colts beat the Texans by a bunch, the Bengals beat the Lions by a bunch, the Ravens slaughtered the Chargers by a bunch. You know, and hell, and even this week, um, in terms of, you know teams that are just being blown out you know the giants blew out the the, the panthers the, the the patriots killed the the jets you know like all these different teams and we're fixing to talk about two more blowouts that just matter of fact let's just get into it yep the arizona cardinals and the houston texans the arizona cardinals bro i'm sorry no thirty one I mean. to five now they did get now they did get the safety so, you know, you know, Kyler Murray did get tackled in the end zone, so they did get the safety. Um, but, I mean, when you talk about the Texans, it's like, my God, bro. Davis Mills, 135 yards, no touchdowns, but he didn't throw an interception, so there's that. David Johnson, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Phillip Lindsay combined, combined for 42 yards total. 42 yards total. Uh, I mean, Nico Collins was your leading receiver at 28 yards. Uh, Davis Mills also lost a fumble in that game as well. Um, you know, Demarcus Walker, you know, did step up. Jonathan, how do you say his, how do you not, how do you uh, say his last name? Grenard. Jonathan Grenard. Yeah. yeah. He stepped up a lot in this game, man. Two sacks, two tackles for a loss. Um, you know, Malik Collins also had a sack in this game. So that they were trying to put the pressure on um, Kyler Murray as much as they could. But, bruh, Kyler Murray, 261, three touchdowns uh, in this game. But he did have the he did have the one interception uh, that Lonnie Johnson did pick. Um, but, you know, Chase Edmonds ran for 81 yards. James Conner ran for 64 in a touchdown. AJ Green, sixty-six yards. The newly required, new, required the newly acquired Zach Ertz putting in work. Three receptions, sixty-six yards, and a touchdown. Oh, D Hop, go ahead. What? Uh, Zach Ertz becomes the first player in NFL history to have uh, two receptions and a touchdown for two separate teams 
in the same year. Right. That's so that's so insane. Um D Hop had a touchdown, Christian Kirk had a touchdown. Like everybody get you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you know. And of course, Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, Jordan Hicks, like all everybody on defense kept uh, Xavier Collins. JJ even stepped up, had a tackle for a loss in this game. So I yield the should have been there should have been there should have been more tackles for losses. Uh, I'm I'm proud of the uh, O line for kind of stepping up a little bit, uh, right? Because with with uh, JJ Watt and Chandler Jones, like there should have been more tackles for loss, more sacks, uh, and everything. So I don't. Well, Chandler Jones will be. Well, Chandler Jones will be back this week. That's so. right. He didn't play. Um, but but still, like, there the, the Cardinals' defense is is good, and so I, I do have to give props to to the the Texans' O line, right? Uh, for for keeping uh, Davis Mills as clean as he was. <laughs> right. Uh, even though we couldn't score. <laughs> so, right. Um, it happens, man. It happens. Yeah. Uh, but b- before we get into the next game, uh, a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, and I, I know we're talking football, but um, the Braves just announced that right-handed pitcher Charlie Morton is out for the rest of the World Series with mm. fractured uh, right fibula. Mm, man, that sucks. Yeah, that's a huge blow to the uh, the 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 bullpen there in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, yeah. So yeah. For those of you who don't know this, uh, this this is dropping on. We're recording it on Tuesday, and we're dropping it on uh, on Thursday of this week. But I think we, I think you, if you've known this show for a long time, I'm a Braves fan, Chips and Astros fan, and the Braves and the Astros are in the World Series. Um, so we keep it peaceful. It's all good. Go Braves. Uh, but that being said, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Bubba, unfortunately, it's not getting any better for the Chicago Bears, man. I mean, they got – I think I think they got beat down worse than, than the Texans did against the Cardinals, 38-3 to against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, again, keeps on rolling. They're wanting to – Tampa Bay – Scored 21 in the first quarter. First quarter. Like, no, <laughs> like, like they, they were just like, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Before I get to the Bears, let me start off with the with the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, 211 for four touchdowns. Leonard Fournette ran all over the field for 81 yards and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, again, you got Godwin on your fantasy team this week, you won. Eight receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans, bruh, six receptions, 76 yards, and three touchdowns. So, Mike, I think this is the first three-touchdown game Mike Evans has ever had in his career or something along those lines. Uh, But, yeah, man, the the whole game was just completely lopsided, completely one-sided. Pierre Desir – I can't even pronounce that name. Pierre Desir, Jordan Whitehead, and Dee Delaney, all three with interceptions – which kind of leads me into the Bears. Justin Fields, 184 yards and three interceptions. Now, Khalil Hubbard did have 100 yards rushing in this game. But, bruh, 
you threw three interceptions. Not to mention you lost three. You, you fumbled the ball three times, and you lost the ball twice. What? Okay, so I'm gonna ask this question: Was it too soon to go to Justin Fields? Because I know the dynamic is different with him in the lineup compared to Andy Dalton, obviously. But was it was it jitters? Was it the moment? What, what do you think it was? Uh, I, I mean, it could be a combination of things. Uh, jitters, the moment. Uh, I, I would just say I, probably a combination of of everything. You know, he's playing against Tom Brady. Uh, probably a guy that he's looked up to as a quarterback for, you know, most of his career. Um, so I don't, I, I, I can't say. Um, I don't think it was too early to go to to Justin Fields because um, we all know Andy Dalton just isn't good either. Right. Uh, I, I just think that they they built that team for Andy Dalton and yes it, it looks more dynamic and it has a different feel when Justin Fields is in there but the play calling isn't designed for Justin Fields type of play if right. that does that make sense no it makes a lot of sense because i okay. feel like Justin Fields is a more dynamic quarterback than um Andy Dalton is but see but also i think age has a lot to do with it too cuz Andy Dalton's old he's got a lot of injuries you know, and you figured, okay, with Justin Fields, he's a fresh quarterback. He's more dynamic. He can be able to make the plays that you know we need him to. Um, but man, it just—it was just whether it was just you know a bad string of a string of bad luck or whatever it was. But man, horrible. But you know, the Bears right now are sitting at three and four. How much longer of a leash does Matt Nagy have at this point? Because you took the chance and you went with Justin Fields and you're seeing the results of it. What's going to happen if this continues? Yeah, I, that I don't know. It's it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy to think like this dude is. He has to be on the hot seat. He has to be. I've been I've been saying it for. I mean, I've you were saying, saying it, since, it preseason, right? Like he's dude. He, I'm because here's the thing. How do you go? I never said this, you know, throughout any of the time. Bob, I'll ask this question. How do you go from being co- being co- uh, coach of the year to being one of the coaches that could possibly lose their job? Now, granted, he wasn't the first casualty of of coach firings. Um, or, well, I take that back because technically John Gruden resigned. Well, um, there, but that was a, a, a mutual thing. It was either he publicly resigns or we're going to fire you. Right. Kind of deal. So make it, so, so make so. it more, make it, th- that's, that's Las Vegas doing damage control. Unfortunately, that's, that's what that was. That's exactly what that was. Um, um but, but yeah. N- now, um, a, a couple of key pieces of, of trivia for this game, um, The uh, the age gap between the the two starting quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Justin Fields, twenty two years. The largest gap uh, in starting quarterbacks since nineteen fifty. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah. Now, <clears throat> so Tom Brady has broke that record twice now. Um, 
earlier this season when he played Mac Jones, it was like a 21, uh, 21, 21 and a half year gap uh, between those two. He broke that record with this game. And if Zach Wilson is healthy by the time the Patriots play the Jets, he will break that record for a third time this season because Zach Wilson is six months younger than Justin Fields. You do realize you said the New England Patriots, right? You did realize you said the Patriots there, right? Uh, Jets. No, 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 no. You said no, no. You said um, you didn't say Buccaneers. You said Patriots. Well, well, fuck. Right, talking, because right, right. That's what Tom I'm saying. Brady is synonymous so, with the Patriots. I apologize. Right. No, 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 no. Because, 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 you know what? Because I would have done the exact hell. Hell, at the start of the show, I said the Cleveland Cavaliers. We all make mistakes. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but yeah, the, man. God, go ahead. The, the the second bit of trivia. Go ahead. Uh, Tom Brady threw his 600th career touchdown in this game. To Mike Evans, and what does Mike Evans do? He just gives it to a fan. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> uh, a now, random fan, yeah. Now that that fan did come away with a a, a uh grocery cart full of uh of stuff in return for that particular football. He got two signed Brady jerseys and a helmet, a signed Mike Evans journey jersey, uh and uh, Mike Evans's game cleats. He got a thousand dollars worth of Bucks store credit. He got two season uh, tickets for the rest of this season, all of next season. Plus, Tom Tom Brady uh, gifted him a, a Bitcoin worth sixty three sixty three thousand dollars. Um, Here, take the Bitcoin. Fuck, I'll sell that shit and don't worry about it. (laughs) Right. Uh, Now, I have seen some people saying that that was just kind of a a drop in the bucket, uh, that that game ball would be worth more if he kept it and sold it uh, online or something. And and I say to this, without an actual certificate of authenticity, that game ball doesn't, it, it has no value to anybody. Uh, any collector at at that point. I'm sure there's, you know, some value, but it's not anywhere near worth what it would be with that COA. And uh, yeah, there's video footage and, you know, balls are are signed differently per uh, team or whatnot. But I, I think this dude came out on the better end. Right, well, yeah, he definitely came out on the better end, actually. Um, and the thing about it is, though, is that even if I mean, even if you could authenticate it, let's just say, just for the sake of argument, you could authenticate it and you could get a COA of the ball that was the 600th touchdown pass of Tom Brady's career, and you were able to sell it. How much you think that would go for? Uh, m- more than um, I've got. More money right. than you've got. It would definitely be in the millions, without question. It would definitely be in the millions. Oh, I think so. Um, but anyway, that being said, enough about the Tom Brady's balls. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Sunday night main event, a, a a game that you know I thought would have went one way, and it went the complete opposite. Uh, 
you know, which, I mean, let's get into it. The San Francisco 49ers and the in the Indianapolis Colts. Indy won 30-18. to 18. And, Bubba, this was what we always talk about whenever we talk. We talk about, we always talk about the tale of two halves whenever we talk about certain games. You know, Indy was leading 13-12 to 12 going, into, going into half. And then it was almost like, it was one of those games where it's like, okay, so now it's 20 to 12. Okay, now it's 20 to 18. Okay, now it's 23 to 18. And then Carson Wentz pulls off that deep pass to Michael Pittman, making it 30 to 18 and kind of cementing the rest of the game, you know. So we move from, like, we look at the statistics. Carson Wentz, not a huge game, 150 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, man, again, Playing a great game, 107 yards and a touchdown. Carson Wentz also ran for a touchdown with 20 with 23 yards. Uh, Michael Pittman, 105 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh, Mo Allen Cox, 25 yards and a touchdown. Definitely not a whole lot of you know like insane. Now, now Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor both lost a fumble in this game as well, so you have to worry about that. Um, Xavier Rhodes and uh, Kari Will, uh, Willis both had interceptions in this game as well. DeForest Buckner with five tackles and a sack and a tackle for a loss, like just totally beasting on this game. And then you look at the 49ers. Now, Jimmy G, you know, 181 with a touchdown, but he had them two interceptions. Uh, Eli Mitchell ran for 107 yards and a touchdown in this game. Very good. Uh, Debo Samuel, again, doing Debo Samuel things. Seven receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but he was the main target in this game for Jimmy G. And um, also, you got to remember that Jimmy G and both him, both Jimmy G and Debo Samuel both had also fumbles for losses in this game. Um, and Josh Norman, he's, you know, did best he could. You know, he he retrieved his soul back from Derrick Henry, apparently, uh, you know, making the tackles that he needed to make, 10 total tackles and all. Um, I honestly thought that it would be, go and swing the direction of San Francisco, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, so how are you feeling about this particular game? Yeah, I thought San Francisco was going to pull this one out as well. Um, but I'm glad to see that um, Carson Wentz is looking good. Um, it, it seems like he's kind of over some injuries um, and everything. So I, 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 I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I, I guess that's all I got to say. I, you know, glad Carson Wentz is healthy. Uh, but that sucks for my picks. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so now we're going to go to the Monday nighter of, uh, of the week, the new Orleans saints and the Seattle Seahawks. This is a game that was a very low scoring game. Wasn't expecting the game to be this low scoring. Um, but the new Orleans saints did pull out the win 13 to 10. Um, both teams, you know, kind of, kind of pedestrian in a sense, you know, Jameis Winston had 222 yards and a touchdown, uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, ran for 51 yards, but he, but on top of running for 51 yards, he also had 10 receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. So Alvin Kamara was definitely one of the, um, one of the best, uh, players on the, on, on the field that night. Um, and, you know, everyone did, you know, everyone did their job. You know, uh, Marquise Callaway also had, you know, 32 yards. Um, uh, Trey Quan Smith had 11, you know. Um, so they definitely pulled out all stops. Now, the Seahawks, again, this team does not look good without Russell Wilson being in the lineup. Geno Smith had 167 yards and a touchdown, so it was kind of also pedestrian. 
Alex Collins with only 35 yards rushing, you figured, you know, like he would have these monster games and then he would have bad games, you know. Um, and then you have a good game, then you have a bad game. Um, you know, DK Metcalf came in, you know, two receptions, but 96 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted five times, like, ugh, like you, you got to do a better job of, you know, getting him the ball, especially because he is one of the, you know, top 10 receivers in the game. And Bobby Wagner, God bless that man. He is doing the best he can with what he has. Seven, t- you know, seven total tackles in this game. Um, how are you feeling? Would you, would you, you know, I think we all picked the Saints to win this one, if I'm correct. Yeah, right? we, all picked, we all picked the Saints to win this one. Uh, I'm just kind of shocked that it was as close as it was. Right. Uh, you know, with Russell Wilson not being there, Geno Smith starting, um, you know, Geno's up there in age, uh, and it hasn't really been that good of a, a QB throughout his career. I mean, he's, he's been, he's been decent, but not, you know, he's never kind of broke that, that upper peninsula. Yeah. I wouldn't even say echelon, that upper peninsula, uh, of, of, uh, QBs, but he's been serviceable. Right. Uh, so I, I I was really shocked that they, they were able to keep it as close as they did. Right. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills, the Dallas Cowboys, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Pittsburgh Steelers were all on buys this week. So look for these teams to make a big impact when they come back for week eight. But before we get to week eight, we need to break down the power rankings for week eight. And I'm going to go ahead and just get our teams out of the way. I have not looked at the top 10. I literally closed my eyes, scrolled to the bottom, and just, you know, look. Um, but let's let's start with our teams first because none of our teams are in the top 10, so fuck it. Um, the Houston Texans are ranked 32. I think they should be ranked higher because I believe that the Detroit Lions are worse for wear, but that's a different story. Uh, my Miami Dolphins were at 29 last week. They stay at 29 this week. And the uh, see the Denver Broncos dropped from twenty to twenty one. So there is our teams, um, me, Chip, and Rogers. And now we're going to go to the top ten. Are you ready? Let's do it. At number ten this week, staying at number ten, the Tennessee Titans. What at number? I... Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, no, you're I'll hold good. my outbursts. Yeah, let's let's hold the outbursts until we do the list. Okay, rank nine, going down a spot this week, the Los Angeles Chargers. At number eight, dropping three spots down this week, the Baltimore Ravens, which makes sense because they did lose pretty bad to the Cincinnati Bengals. Number seven, bumping up four spots from eleven to seven, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. At number six, staying at number six, the Green Bay Packers. At number five, bumping up two spots, the Los Angeles Rams. At number four, the Dallas Cowboys. At number three, dropping to number three, the Buffalo Bills. Bumping up to number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the number one team right now currently is the undefeated 7-0 Arizona Cardinals. So... After after hearing all this, what is your belief right now? Like, which, do you agree with the list? Would you change anything around? How would you do this? Where'd you get that power <laughs> ranking? NFL.com. NFL.com. Yes. 
Cause, cause I'm looking at it like. All right. Oh, uh, let's see. Just because I want to make sure that I'm I'm looking at this right. Okay, I agree with Arizona being one. Uh, okay. they're they're seven and zero. Oh. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL, and they're molly whopping people. They are. All right. I'm I'm good with that. Tampa Bay being uh number two, not uh, they're six and one. They're the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, um, and they're also molly whopping people. Right. Um, the Bills at three, I like that. Cowboys at four, I'm good there. Uh, the Rams, uh, I I see. Uh, I see why they came up, but they also kind of barely beat a a, a bad team. So uh, maybe I, I don't know that I would have put them over the Packers. I wouldn't either. Um, now, see that the Rams being up at five kind of miffs me, not in I, an I, angry I, sense, but just it just it, it missed me because it's like how can you say that the Rams are personally right now better than the Packers? Right. Or, uh, you know. I, I would probably have the Packers at five. Rams, Rams at six. Uh, I'm good with the Bengals being at seven. Um, Baltimore probably would have dropped further, in my yes. opinion. Yes, um, absolutely. Be- because of how bad they lost. Um, I-, I would I would have the, the Titans would be, for me, they would be at eight. Uh, I, I would have put the, the Titans at eight. The Chargers at they'll stay at nine, and then we'll give the the Ravens ten. I I see. I, I would switch those. I would still I would still have the Ravens over the Chargers because of how bad the Ravens beat the Chargers the previous week. Like I would still like I would still want. I would still say that the Ravens would over the Chargers. But at the same time, and I think both of us are kind of doing this at the same time, I think we're both kind of neglecting Vegas and what Vegas is doing right now. I mean, they are uh they're they're right outside the top ten. They're at eleven right now. Yeah, and and they're looking really good with um that new interim coach. Uh I don't even know that guy's name. Me neither. Uh and, and I mean I hate I hate that, but yeah, I, I don't. I, but I, I did read a thing earlier. There, they went from like seventeenth of, um, like they were ranked seventeenth in passes, uh, or in the passing, like how many times they passed to to being first, right now, uh, with this new coach. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're definitely pulling out all the stops, trying to make sure that they, you know, get to where they are. I find it so weird because if if you go back and you look at the uh, the week one power rankings, and I find it so interesting that when we talk about the week one power rankings, is that well, let me pause that real quick because it kind of scared Shabby. Um, <laughs> so you got so you know obviously Tampa Bay was was number one, Kansas City was number two. Let me scroll down. The Arizona Cardinals week one were ranked 18th. 18th in week one. Right. Now, week eight, 
They are 7-0, and they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. That's crazy to think that, the, you know, that, you know, they would be in this position. So, that being said, though, we're going to move on from there to the Week 8 predictions. You got the lineup, Bubba? I do. We're going to start off with our Thursday nighter. We got the Green Bay Packers versus the Arizona Cardinals in what I think is possibly game of the week, period. Oh, it, it, it's definitely possible. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at other games, and I, I think this one has the highest implications to it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, do, do the Cardinals stay undefeated, or does Aaron Rodgers come out and do Aaron Rodgers things? And pin that first loss on the Cardinals. Right. See, there's um, a part of me, there's, there's, see, there's a part of me that wants to say that it's going to happen. You know, like, again, man, this is, again, like what we talked about, these, this is one of those games that I can easily see this being for the NFC Championship game. Like, I can easily see this being the NFC Championship game. And I know, and I know Tampa Bay's good, and I know there, you know, other teams are, you know, on the come up and on the precipice. But, bruh, right now the three best teams in the NFC right now are the Cardinals, the Packers, and the Buccaneers. So it's going to come down to one of those three in the NFC. Um, yes, you know, and 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 not to say that um, there's not other good teams. You know, in the NFC, I mean, yeah, the, you got you you could say the Cowboys, and that's fine. You know, you can even go as far as to say as the 49ers can make a comeback, or you could talk about the, the Los Angeles Rams, and and that's fine too. But, bruh, the Packers, the Cardinals, and the Buccaneers are going to be the three teams I think they're going to fight for it toward the end. And I also think there's going to be a little bit of drama in the sense because you got to have a little bit of drama in there. Um, Oh, of course. You know what? As much as I would like to see the Cardinals continue this streak, I got a feeling that the Packers are going to pull this one out. I think the Packers are going to win this one. All right, you're going Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. All right. Uh, I'm going Arizona. I think they got the hot hand right now. Uh, That defense is clicking on all cylinders. That offense is way more dynamic right now. Uh, just adding Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, I, I know it's only been one game, but he looks like uh, the Zach Ertz of old, a guy who actually wants to play football. Right. You know, uh, when when Ertz was there in Philadelphia earlier this year, he didn't look like a game that, or a guy that wanted to play football. Because he was playing yeah. in Philadelphia right now, and they were still, I mean, it, it, it's the Super Bowl hangover, you know, which has been a couple of years since they won the Super Bowl, but still. You know that it, it's it's still the hangover. You know that he's still. It's almost like like you don't. You, it's like he's chasing the dragon in a sense. Cause like he wants to get that Super Bowl high, that playoff high, one more time. And right now, Philadelphia doesn't provide that for him. But he could get that right. in Arizona. Exactly. Um, I, I I just think as as good as Tom Brady, not Tom Brady, um, Aaron Rodgers is. Um, I, I don't think that they have enough to beat the Cardinals this week. Maybe, okay. maybe next week. Uh, I don't think they have enough to beat Arizona this week. 
Uh, I do think it's going to be a, a fairly close game. I, I don't see there being a blowout at all, uh, but I'm going with Arizona to win this one. The only concern that I have is that Green Bay is going to be without uh, Devontae Adams for this upcoming game. Correct. That's the only issue that I have. Yes. So, but if we all know anything about Aaron Rodgers is that he does find ways to win in, in, in unconventional ways. No, um, he definitely does. So that that's why I'm kind of leaning towards – because I, do I think Arizona's going to go undefeated? No, I, I don't believe that. No, I don't think so. Although I do think if the Packers beat them, both teams are going to be 7-1, and one, and that's going to add a little bit of intrigue to the NFC uh, playoff picture and possibly the power rankings. I can, I can legit see the Packers moving all the way up to number one if they beat the Cardinals. See, I, I wouldn't have them move all the way up to number one, but we'll talk about that next week. Of course. If, if the uh, Packers pull this one out. Um, Roger <laughs> Roger also has Arizona uh, okay. pegged to win this so one. I'm, so, okay, so I'm the lone one on uh, Green you are Bay. The lo- okay. You are the lone wolf on the Thursday nighter. That's all okay. right. Um, we'll start our... our round of Sunday games with the Panthers versus the Falcons. Um, I'm going to have to go Atlanta uh, on this one. Atlanta looked really good against Miami. Uh, now they did, they did almost let Miami come back uh, and win that game, but they, they really looked good. They really played hard. Uh, and, and definitely with the way the Panthers are looking right now. Uh, I mean, they've all but vanished from the field uh I, I just don't think the panthers uh have what it takes to uh to beat atlanta right now if atlanta's mobile because here's the here's the thing man atlanta's sitting at three and three mm-hmm. so they're not like a dead in the water horrible t- they're not the lions or the fucking jets right now or something or the jaguars i mean they or the texans or the texans or you the dolphins yeah yeah i don't know but the Falcons could come along and I'm not saying they're going to win the division against the Buccaneers. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm do saying I could see wild card if they keep on playing the way that they're playing. That being said, though, it it all depends on if Matt Ryan can utilize Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley at a good pace and the defense can hold. And I think that, the Panthers have been going downhill since that Dallas game again. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to also go with Atlanta to win this one as well. All right. Um, Roger also has Atlanta on this one. Okie dokie. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. I don't even uh, want to discuss this one. <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> There's not much to discuss. the The thing is, uh, Miami isn't playing well. Uh, Buffalo is playing lights out. Buffalo's also coming off of a bye week, so they're going to be a little more rested than Miami. Yeah, it's in Buffalo, right? Uh, so I, I'm going with Buffalo to win this one. Buffalo. Buffalo. I don't. I, I know it hurts you to say that. But. It does, man. But you know what? It is what it is, man. I'm a realist. Like, I mean, Miami has, again, so much disappointment in this. You figured they would be better than what they are. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I just hope and pray to God that that uh, Xavier Howard decides to stay 
Um, if he doesn't, if, if they don't agree to trade him over the off season or whatever, but I don't know. Uh, hell, who knows? He might be involved with the damn. Uh, if Deshaun Watson does come to Miami, you know he might be he might be in that package deal to to, to send him to to Houston. I know you'd appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah, I would. But uh, but, but, but yeah, still, but Buffalo. Uh, all right, Roger also has Buffalo. Uh, next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Chicago Bears. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go 49ers. Uh, I think they're looking, you know, they look a little better right now. They still don't look uh where they need to be, right? But uh, the Bears just aren't looking good at all. I mean, at I could make the case all. neither one of these teams are looking good right now. Um, You know what, though? Like, I mean, here's the thing. It would not surprise me if the Bears won this game, though. Like, it would not surprise me. I'm not, go- I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick the Bears, but I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if they won the game. Um, Because, because really, the 49ers have not been playing up the way that a lot of us thought that they would play. Right. That being said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to – you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with Chicago to win this one. I I think Chicago will pull out the win. All right. Uh, Roger has San Francisco pegged to win, so you've gone against the grain twice so far. Twice. Yes, sir. Uh, Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh. This one was a little harder to pick. Um, Steelers aren't looking good. The Browns look good, but they're minus some key pieces uh, and everything. Uh, I think Baker, let me double check. I think uh, Baker is supposed to be back for uh, this game. Just a quick double check here. Maybe if my computer will let me. There we go. Sorry, you know, on the fly research here at Movement Radio. Absolutely. It's what we do. On the fly. That's right. Uh, let's see. Cleveland. Um, Damn, they already got the AFC playoff picture up and running on this uh, uh, CBS Sports HQ. Uh, yeah, he's as not. Right. He's not so on the. Or he, he's he's listed as questionable as of today, but um, that I mean that doesn't mean anything. It could be, um, he could play. He couldn't play. Uh, I, I personally don't think they should rush him back, but uh, I mean we all know Baker Mayfield. He wants to be on that that field. I'm going to go with Cleveland to win this one. Um, even I think mm. even if Case Keenum starts, uh, Cleveland wins this one close. I think it's – yeah, I think – I was about to say, yeah, it's going to be close. But I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to go with Cleveland as well. All right. Roger's also going with Cleveland. There you go. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They don't look good, but they look a, a little 
a little better than Detroit. Right. Uh, I, I mean, neither team looks great uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I, I just think Philadelphia looks just just a little, you know, a little better. You know what? I can't believe I'm fixing to say this. I do think that the Phil. I do think the Philadelphia Eagles are the overall better team. Okay. It's. I cannot. I can't wrap my mind around the fact that I, I cannot possibly think that the Detroit Lions will go winless again. They'll be the if the, if, the, if the Lions go winless again, they will be the only team in franchise history to go winless in two in two seasons. Like, it's hard for me to to to, to cope with that. From the standpoint that it's like, you can win one game, you know what I mean, um, but not my, my heart. Is, like I, I, I seriously want to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go against the grain again and say Detroit makes the upset, but, but even I know that's you know like at least with Green Bay, Green Bay has a realistic chance to beat the Cardinals. You know, the teams are similar between Chicago and San Francisco, so there's at least a chance that the Bears beat San Francisco. I really don't see the Lions beating the Eagles. So yeah, I'm you know, I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my, my head here. I'm gonna go go with Philadelphia. Okay. Roger's gonna go with Detroit to win okay. this one. Let him be the one that goes against the Green. Yes. Uh, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee's looking good, but also the Colts are, you know, coming back looking pretty good, you know, getting mm-hmm. a couple of good quality wins. And it's an AFC South rivalry, so you know they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Um, this could be one of those games where you think one way, then it might go the other. They are in, they are playing in, in, in Indiana, so that might be a an indication, but I mean, my God, man, how can you stop Derrick Henry at this point? Like, I mean, he's just a monster just going through. He, the Titans go as he goes. I don't know if the Colts defense can really hold him to under a hundred yards. Um, but I mean, there's a possibility that they could, but I mean, they are really going to have to put forth the, the, the extra effort to do it. Um, and, but you know what, even if you do stuff Derrick Henry, then, Tannehill could throw it to AJ Brown, or he could throw it out to Julio, or he can, you know, make a play outside the outside the uh, the hash mark. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans to win this one. Uh, I'm also going Tennessee here. Uh, I, I just they're on a roll. They're they're, I mean, they look great. Um, what what more is there to say? Uh, right. Rogers also going Tennessee. So okay. Uh, next up, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the New York Jets. Uh, Bengals. Fuck the Jets. Yes, I'm going with the Bengals. Joe Burrow has proved he, Joe Burrow has proved this is his team now. You know, like we, we've, you've gone through, but Cincinnati has gone through a plethora of quarterbacks. You went through the Boomer Asias era. You went through, you know, the Kenny Stabler era. You went. I'm sorry. Kenny was with the the Raiders. I apologize. Um, anyway, you know, you went through the Carson Palmer era. You went through the Andy Dalton era. You know, this is Joe Burrow's time now. I think, um, and he's got Jamar Chase 
alongside him. They the probably one of one of the best young core group of you know quarterback receiving combos. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's hard to go against Cincinnati against the Jets. Really, nah, Cincinnati's winning this one all day long. Yep, Rogers also going with Cincinnati to win this one. Cincinnati. Uh, next up, we got the LA Rams versus the Texans. Texans look terrible. Rams uh, are looking decent. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going with the Rams to win this one. I'm gonna go with the Rams to win this one as well. I think this one's pretty clear cut and dry. Yeah, Rogers going with the Rams as well. Okay. Uh, I I might have a heart attack if the Texans pull this out and win well don't say well don't do that <laughs> I, i'm just saying i might um next up we got the new england patriots versus the la chargers um and another game that i think is going to be pretty good i think it can it could be uh you know one of the games of the week right um look at I, it from this okay go ahead i'm sorry no 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 go ahead I was going to say, look at it from this perspective. The Patriots just put a beat down on the on the Jets. Yep. But the Chargers are coming off their bye week, and they're at home, and they're going to want to seek revenge for what the Ravens <laughs> did to them. So, yeah. And, and, and again, man, Mac Jones has been looking good. That entire team has been doing good. That entire team's been working hard. Um, But honestly... I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Chargers to win. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers as well. Uh, I, I just think that team is a more dynamic and complete team than the Patriots. Uh, I, I mean, the Patriots look good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I just think the Chargers look a little more dynamic and complete. Right. If, if that makes sense. No, that makes um, sense. It makes sense. Rogers also going to go with the. Uh, the Chargers here. Uh, next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know what? I it, neither team looks good right now, Mm-mm. but I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I think Geno Smith is. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. He looks better on the field than Trevor Lawrence does. Uh, now, mind you, it's only been one game. Two games. Two games, but yeah. uh, he looks better. Uh, it would not surprise me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I, I'm going with Seattle to win. It would not surprise me in any way, shape, or form if the Jaguars pull this out and get their second win of the season, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'm going against the grain again. I think the way the Seahawks have been playing – Sands Russell Wilson not being able to be in the lineup, I think it's affecting them. I really do think that their leader not being there is really, really affecting them. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm gonna say this is and this is my surprise pick of the week. I got the Jaguars winning. Okay. You gotta risk it to get the biscuit sometimes. But I'm gonna yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the Jaguars pull off the upset. All right, uh, Rogers going to go with the Seahawks as well. Yeah, that's what I figured. So what I went to, I went against the game what three times already. Um, yes, yeah, you uh, you got 
Green Bay beating Arizona. You have Chicago beating San Francisco. Uh, and then you have Jacksonville beating Seattle. Right. So, uh, to next up, we got, <laughs> right. Next up, we got the Washington football team versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, before you give any kind of pick, what is that noise? What noise? Uh, it sounds like somebody's screwing something in. I don't hear anything. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. It was weird. It was it was like somebody's taking like a, a big nut and just like spinning it around. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, okay. So we got the Washington football team versus the Denver Broncos. Before you give your picks or your pick, I'll give you mine and I'll give you Rodgers. I think I got a feeling who Rodgers picked. Okay, Rogers going with Denver. That's what I figured. I'm gonna go with Washington. Uh, I, I think. Okay. I, I think. You know, I, clearly Washington doesn't look great, uh, but I think they look pretty decent. Uh, and I think uh, Denver's having some problems right now. Um, it, they don't. Teddy Bridgewater is not looking like he did in the first, you know, couple of games and all that. So I'm going to, I'm going with Washington. So, well, I'm here's the, here's the thing, man. They're playing at mile high and the Broncos almost beat the Cleveland Browns. Washington hung in there with green Bay, but, you know, didn't really came up with a victory. I, I, I'm sorry, Bubba. I'm gonna have to go with Denver on on winning on this one. Go ahead. You're not gonna bother me. Uh, Dem, you're right. Denver did almost beat the uh, the Browns. The Browns minus Nick Chubb, yeah, Nick Baker Chubb, Mayfield, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I mean, <laughs> they almost beat. The Cleveland Browns' second string, pretty much, yeah. So, but, but, but I'm gonna st- I'm, I'm still give it for the Broncos, though. All right. Um, next up, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm, I'm going Tampa Bay. If Drew Brees was still playing in this game, this would be a whole different dynamic. Unfortunately, yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, Drew Brees retired. You know, Hall of Fame career. You know, he's gonna. You know, he's getting in. First um, ballot. First ballot. First ballot. Bonafide. Certified. Put a stamp on him. Um, I don't. I. It's gonna. This is. This is one of those games where it's like we ask the question. Okay, which Saints team is gonna show up? And the bad Saints team, I think, is gonna show up in this game. Um, here's I do, here's the thing. I don't think it would matter which Saints team shows up. Um, the the Bucks are just uh, again. I, I mean, I've said this a couple of times, but they're clicking on all cylinders, right? Offense and defense. So, right. I just you know I just uh, you know I'm looking at it from the standpoint that. You know, if if the if the if the good Saints team shows up, they at least have a chance. But if the bad team shows up, they ain't winning at all. Either way, 
Buccaneers are still going to win, but at least if the good Saints team shows up, there's a chance. But I don't think they will, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Buccaneers to win this one. All right. Rogers also going with the Buccaneers. All right. Um, now it's time for our Sunday night main event. In the main event. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Vikings look good. Uh, Kirk Cousins is looking good. But the, the Cowboys are just on another level right now. Um, they, they, they are. I, we've said it several weeks in a row now. It's like Mike McCarthy has figured out how to use a... Um, a running back, and they look good. So I'm going with Dallas. I hate to say that because fuck the Cowboys, but they're they're looking good, and I'm going with Dallas to win this one. Yeah, I gotta go with Dallas to win this one as well. I really, I mean, because you got Zeke and Pollard that one two punch in the backfield. Dak's trying to come into his own again, and you know that that defense has stepped up, man. It really has, especially with Trayvon Diggs. With uh, Mika Parsons, like I mean, this team looks like it's finally getting the pieces together to make a run. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Roger is also going with Dallas. So we're three for three on that one, and our Monday nighter, uh, we got the the New York Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't see any way that the Giants even though they did just dominate the Panthers I don't see there any way that the Giants beat the Chiefs um unless the Chiefs just don't show up I I, I think the Chiefs are gonna win this one yeah the, the Chiefs are gonna win this one it's, it's gonna be a bounce back game um there's a part of me that says oh it's gonna be close I, I don't know if, if that's the case I really don't um, it, it, yeah, I don't, no, I, I'm going with Kansas City to win this one. Roger's also going with Kansas City to win this one. Um, oh, awesome. And also right, the so Ravens, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's, that's our picks for week eight. And then I was going to say who was on by, but. Oh no, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, uh, the Ravens and the Raiders, there you go. Yep, the Ravens um, and the Raiders are on by this week, so. Right. Okay, now uh, before we before we close out the show tonight, I just wanted to say tell you guys they already have the playoff, uh, uh, the twenty twenty one playoff prediction brackets up. Um, it's on NFL dot uh, If you go to standings and then you click on standings, it'll click you to the playoff picture. As of right now, now this is as of right now. Okay, in the AFC, this is the order in which the seeding is. The number one seed in the AFC is the Cincinnati Bengals. The number two is the Las Vegas Raiders. Number three is the Tennessee Titans. Number four is the Buffalo Bills. And your three wildcard teams are the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Browns. Now, if you go to the NFC side, the number one team is the Arizona Cardinals. Number two is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number three is the Green Bay Packers. Number four is the Dallas Cowboys. Number five is the Los Angeles Rams. Number six is the New Orleans Saints. And number seven is the Minnesota Vikings. So that is the updated playoff picture. 
Now, no team has been eliminated. I want to let you guys know this right now. No team at this point has been eliminated from the postseason as of yet. Now, for example, and I think the reason why is because it's all cumulative to whether or not a team can at least make the playoffs. For example, right now the Detroit Lions are sitting at 0-7, okay? Now, if for whatever, if something miraculous was to happen, and the Lions, for whatever, go on this big old win streak, and they end up winning like 10 games straight, they end their season because it's an 11-game season this year, a 10-7 and record, which technically would be a playoff team. But we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, so just because your team is 1-6, like the Miami Dolphins or the Houston Texans, or, you know, if you're in the middle, you know, 3-4 and four, like the Denver Broncos or, you know, Hell, I mean, look at it from this perspective. I mean, Arizona is seven and seven and zero right now. Who's to say they won't be seven and ten by the end of the year? You know, so that's that's the fun thing about these playoffs is that you can come up with scenarios and things of that nature. Right. Um, but yeah, I just found it interesting because I don't ever remember if you if you'd have told me by week seven that the leaders of each division would be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. I wouldn't have believed you. I probably stayed. even now it's kind of hard to believe in a sense because right. of you know just wait it, it, like I said, man. Twenty, I thought twenty twenty two was a strange year for the NFL. This one has definitely been a year of and dude, we've had some of the best football we've had in a long, long time. Oh, uh, hold especially, on, hold on, time out. You thought twenty twenty two was a strange year. Did I say twenty twenty two? Got there yet? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be. I, I apologize. Twenty twenty. Why did I say twenty twenty two? It this whole this whole episode we've just been blabbing off misinformation. We apologize, ladies and gentlemen. That being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Uh, hope you guys and if you guys have your picks, if you guys uh, disagree or agree or want to throw out your picks for the week, go ahead and do that. Go to uh, the Facebook uh, page or the um, Facebook uh, Movement Radio fans page on Facebook. Go talk, um, talk about it, argue about it. We don't care. As long as you get, as long as you come into the page and checking it out, we, we appreciate it. Um, um, also, I'll throw this out there. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, share their predictions, uh, send them to us, and I'll read them live on, on the podcast. Hell yeah. That'd be, we'll, get, that'd... we'll get your predictions on the podcast as well. That sounds like a damn good idea. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. Absolutely. A couple of quick shout-outs. Shout-out to Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Check him out on Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. All of the pricing information is on there for you guys. Uh, Like I said before, boxing, cardio, strength and conditioning, yoga, some karate, Anything you want, Sean Thompson can give it to you. Uh, check out all of his pricing and all of his listings on uh, Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Shout out to Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, our good friend Ivan Montanez. And thank you guys so much for all the love and support that you've given us. Thank you for the 18,000 downloads. Uh, you guys are amazing. We love you guys. And we can't wait for this upcoming week. Of, of NFL football. It should be fun. It should be great. Hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit them with the outro. 
Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.